That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. NBA fans, welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press. We got a uh, got a pretty crazy show for you. Got a lot of a lot of stuff going on, a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of uh, different variables uh, leading into the playoffs. I am joined as of now only by Juwan. I shouldn't say that, man. I shouldn't. I should say I am joined <laughs> first and foremost by Juwan Carter. What's up, Juwan? There we go. Uh, what's going on, Nick? Uh, really excited to talk basketball tonight. Yeah, man. Um, so before we get into the topics, we'll we'll give Joel a little time to get here. Before the before we went uh, live, we were talking about uh, poss- the possibility Andrew Wiggins is upset, um, uh, reportedly upset. He doesn't like being the third option in Minnesota. Uh, and Jawan, Jawan wants the Knicks to trade for him. Uh, there's, there's Joel. Let's plug him into this conversation. Uh, Joel, so Jawan uh, is 100% on board with giving up uh, Courtney Lee, Lance Thomas, and the Knicks' first-round pick for Andrew Wiggins, and says he may even be able to be talked into Nilakina if they got, if you get some kind of draft consideration back or some some other piece in that deal. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, the Knicks possibly trading for Wiggins uh, come, come the offseason? We're going to give up this year's first for Wiggins? Yeah, that's, that's oh. what, that's what Jawan said. He said, no. I don't know. Yeah. Man. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jawan, make your case, man. So okay, well, well, no, well let's I mean, put some let's put some parameters on it first. Let's 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 okay. just outline the the basic principle of this deal. It would be Courtney Lee, Lance Thomas, and we'll say the number nine overall pick because that's where it sits now. So let's just say let's say it's Mikhail Bridges because um, that seems to be mm-hmm. about his ballpark. So that's what you would essentially be giving up Joel, but Jawan, make make the case. 
Uh, no, and uh, I'm, Joel, I, 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 get, I get where you're coming from. You know, you'd rather bet on the, the future. That draft pick could be something that's huge. But to me, I look at it and I go, and I, I, I already can tell what you're going to say, Joel, but I'm going to say this anyway. I don't trust that organization when it comes to drafting. Um, I feel like it's every maybe other decade we get a player of a Ewing caliber, uh, Przingis caliber, or even somewhere in between, like even a little below that or around that potential, we just are bad at drafting. Uh, I could see this year, like we draft somebody that just doesn't turn out to be anything. And we, and again, I want to preface this by saying, we were saying before the, uh, the show started, we don't even know if this Wiggins rumor is true. I'm just going off of the, the idea that it is. Um, you know, to miss out on a player uh, of that potential that you could pair up next to Porzingis um, and, and build around that going forward. That is definitely something I would at least say you would have to, like, highly consider. Uh, I, would, would you disagree, Joel? You wouldn't even consider it. Like, if you got a draft night call um, and they offered that, and um, you wouldn't even at least remotely think about it? Uh, that's not the case. Uh, I have nothing doing. You're not considering it. I just – I think if we're going to do something like that, I, I try to hold out for someone a little better. That's all. I like Wiggins. I don't hate Wiggins at all. Um, but we all know he has something against, uh, you know, defense. Um, he doesn't have the best <laughs> at it or effort for some sometimes. Um, and we criticize him for it. So it's just a matter mm-hmm. of there's a chance that we can go out and get someone better. And I don't want to compromise that, you know. And, like, yeah. Let's say we like draft like Mikel Bridges or Miles Bridges or one of whoever that falls in our lap. I want to take a chance with the young guys because Andrew Wiggins ain't making us a championship contender anytime soon. They'd make us decent next year, maybe. You know that I said that's all that you could say because we'd basically be a worse version of the Timberwolves because then we have KP instead of Cat and we'd have Wiggins and that's it. You know, and maybe Nilakina, if he comes out of his little rookie slump, we have something. But that, we probably end up giving up Nilakina away in that trade. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I would consider it, sure. But I think there are other guys we could look at that I'd like to I... build around. Like if... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was pretty much done. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you, when you said um, that, you know, you would hold out for something potentially better, Are are you saying that you're um you're you're betting on the draft or do you mean a better trade uh uh asset like you'd rather trade for someone else potentially or are you saying you'd rather keep that draft pick and just bet on the draft pick no i mean like there's probably better trade possibilities in the future oh okay all right well uh the way i look at it is um usually guys like like wiggins when they get a new uh, – they go to a new team, get a new environment and everything, it kind of brings out a better version of them. I know that's not the case all the time or even a good amount of the time, but there are some guys that just need to change the scenery. And when they get it, they kind of show out. And I think Wiggins is built for a bigger market, and he would definitely show out. And I, I think he would definitely make us a, a better – he would help make us a better team. I won't make it sound like he's a, a game changer. But he'll make he'll help make us a better team. And Przingis coming back from that injury, if he comes back, you know, anything close to what he was doing this year 
having Wiggins as, as his running mate wouldn't hurt. Uh, and I think it would definitely help us make that playoff push. But like I said, I, I get that you like the idea of, um, you know, surrounding uh, the team with young guys and building for the future. And the idea of, like, what if maybe Kawhi's available? Maybe we can swing for Kawhi. So I get or your Lillard. Point. I just Or Lillard, absolutely. I just, to me, I felt as though if you, if you could, like, or Kimba, absolutely. Or I Kimba. felt like I felt like Wiggins and the Timberwolves were a perfect team that you could give those assets to that would take it without even blinking. I think Spurs would want more. I think Hornets would definitely want Nilakina. Like, there's no question about it. Um, Portland might try to swindle us for more. I feel like Timberwolves would be good enough with, with just maybe Lance Lee in that first-round pick. I think those other teams would kind of demand a lot more. Uh, because those players are, are of a higher value. So I thought Wiggins would be the most doable. Like, it doesn't really diminish our future going forward. Um, and it kind of wouldn't put us in this endless hole uh, that we were in before. So I figured – and I'd be a really good running mate to pair it with KP. But, again, I totally get your point, Joel, and I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I just – I think Wiggins could be a good fit for the next. I got I'm sorry, I got two things to add to this uh, discussion. One, another reason I think that the Timberwolves might is, – is a stretch. I mean, they're definitely – we're just assuming. But, like, one reason that they might at least consider the deal as well from their from their side of the, this equation um, is because Wiggins just signed that max extension. Yeah, you got him for five years, so you got him locked up. So that's good for um, – you know, if if he's the guy you want, but if he's not the guy you want for that for your team, um, you're you're you have a lot of money committed to this guy, um, and you're about to have to pay Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, you're about to have to pay Carl Anthony Towns. Um, both of them are going to want max contracts, and they certainly deserve it. So, um, from a from a financial perspective, to be able to trade out Wiggins for a guy like Mikhail Bridges and then, you know, get a guy like Courtney Lee who can help you out a little bit in the short term. Um, get a guy like Lance Thomas who, you know, can give you 15, 20 minutes a night off the bench. Um, that would, in my mindset, that's why they, they would consider giving up, uh, you know, somebody who, who still can make that, can make that next leap. I mean, we have to remember Wiggins is still really young, um, Mm-hmm. Just look at the leap Damian Lillard made, um, you know, in these last couple years, and he's what 27 now. So between 25 and so 27, good. he made a huge leap and and has gotten even better, and 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 his game has evolved. Um, but uh, the other thing I wanted to say, Joel, is um, do you think you would be more inclined to, you know, favor this trade or think harder about it if KP wasn't hurt? Like, does that influence your decision at all? Because, you know, if, if if you make this trade, obviously you still don't have KP for a while, so it, does it really help your playoff chances next year? Um, is it, does right. that have anything – is that involved in your, your, your way of thinking at all? I wouldn't do it as a way of trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I would think this is a long-term guy, so – uh, my my goal wouldn't be to make the playoffs next year, especially if KP's hurt. So my whole thing is uh, I'm getting a young guy for the future. Not a bad bet to get 
a guy like Wiggins. I mean, I, like at this moment, Wiggins looks a lot better to me than Jabari Parker, <laughs> which um, I wasn't saying that that long ago, but he does right now. He looks like he's a better prospect overall so far. He's been able to stay healthy. He could jump out the gym, but he has his problems. But that's the only reason you're going to get him for as cheap as we might get him. Um, and then you could go through the draft, and obviously uh, Jawan's not high on the draft, but can you be high on our fucking free agency? I mean, honestly, what have we signed recently that, been, that worked out for us? I mean, you guys look at it like that, too. We ended up getting Melo and Amari. What did the, where the fuck did that take you? Nowhere. <laughs> so it's like, well, you can't bet I on mean, that either. No, that that's a really good point. But I will say, you know, we were one bad coaching decision away from possibly an Eastern Conference Finals. But I do get your point. Uh, the organization just doesn't make good decisions, like, overall. So, I mean, I completely Sorry, understand man. where you're coming from. And like like I said, I I, I respect and support your uh, your idea to to bet on the youth. I have no issue with that. It's just to me, it's like, all right, we have a guy that we know can be very productive. Um, like we don't have to wait a few years for him to grow into an NBA body or to grow into you know the the motions and everything. This is a guy that can, and it, like Nick said, maybe Wiggins is close to making that leap that Lillard made. Uh, again, it, it, it's a bet. You're taking a bet. Same thing on the draft. Um, so, but again, I completely understand where you're coming from. The organization doesn't make good decisions top to bottom, but I, I would really, 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 if I was that organization, think hard if uh, a Wiggins opportunity came our way. It's definitely I mean, you don't. Yeah, you don't turn away any. I'm just saying you don't turn away any any prospects like that. <laughs> if anybody comes ringing. You're gonna answer the call. Yeah, well, and especially because, when you when you guys need a wing, like you really need a yeah, wing bad. So, we do. We also really need a point guard. <laughs> like that's a real thing. Yeah, we have three of them. So that's wait, not, nothing set in stone there. You don't um you don't believe in Moutier for the long term? Uh, not right now. <laughs> like, okay. Not 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 no not no right problem. Now. No problem. Just thought I yeah. I don't blame no you. Problem. I don't. I don't believe in Moutier for the long term. I mean, uh, like maybe you know he's got one more season before his contracts you know up before you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So maybe next year once he has the off season to like work into the system and everything, like maybe that's something. Um, like, but yeah, it's you. I mean, you guys just need a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's it's and 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 honestly, yeah. like the thing sure. is. Yeah, and honestly, like, the thing is, too, like, um, uh, as it pertains to uh, the the players that you would be giving up, they're not pieces that you would want for the long term. So the big thing is no. you're giving up a draft pick for Andrew Wiggins. Um, so, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's, it's, it's definitely food for thought. Um, let me ask yeah. you guys this just uh, real quickly before we get into the topics. Um, like I'm still, I, I will die on this fucking hill. Um, and you know, most, mm-hmm. most Hawks fans would, would crucify me for it. But, um, but, uh, what would you guys think if, if the, if the Hawks were able to draft Luka Doncic, what would you guys think about a, uh, Torian Prince for Frank Nilakina straight up trade? Joel? No. Oh, no? sorry. Torian Prince has played a lot better recently. <laughs> And he can uh, play the, up. he's a wing, he can play the three, he can also play the four until KP gets back. Um 
So, I mean, positionally, he definitely helps you. He was the number 12 overall pick uh, the year before um, the, the year before uh, Neil Aquino was drafted number eight overall. So, like, you're, you're looking at somebody who was at least drafted in the same neighborhood. Um, and, he, yeah, like you said, Joel, like he's, he's been playing really well. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it would have to be straight up because, I mean, Torian Prince just, like, since, since like, the last maybe, uh, probably, I guess, like, since the trade deadline, like, since we, we cut um, Ilyasova and we, we cut Bellinelli and his playing time has gone up, he's been thriving. Like, he's been playing great. Um, so I, I wouldn't see... I wouldn't see the inclusion of of anything else. I think it would have to be straight right. up. I get it. Uh, it would be intriguing. I don't know, though, because my problem is he's so young, it's hard to just say, we're done. I don't like what I've seen. He's more of an off guard than he is a point guard. Um, I, I don't want to give up on him so soon. That's my problem. I don't want to like make that mistake. You know, like, oh, well, he turned out to be really yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I feel you. That like the biggest the biggest thing to me is like um I feel like the the big like the biggest upside to having a guy like Prince would obviously be that he can play the 4 until KP gets back. When you play a small ball lineup, he can also play the 4. Um and he can be your long-term 3, which means Hardaway could could be your your long-term 2 since you just signed him to that right. big deal. And then that would free you right. up to kind of move um Move Courtney Lee and, and you know whatever kind of right. you know, deal you can you can figure out for him, um, which would still leave you with the point guard need. But if you address the wing need, like if you get a guy like Prince and you have that wing position kind of long term filled, then that opens you up to maybe draft a guy like Colin Sexton, um, you know, because you don't need that wing, that that guy who can play the three and maybe a little bit of small ball four anymore. Um, so I don't know. I thought right, it was combo wing. I thought it was an interesting proposition. Um, Jawan, you seem more emphatic. I, I think I got Joel at least considering the opportunity, or I shouldn't say opportunity, but the proposal. Um, but you were emphatic. You're like, no. Do you do what do you got against Tori and Prince? Uh, no, it has nothing to do with him. Uh, it's two things. One, it has something to do with you, and the other thing is, um, <laughs> one, I don't want I don't want you to have Frank. Because it'd be my worst nightmare that we give the Hawks Frank and he turn out to be a really great player. And then it's like, yeah, all right, if, well, not only – What if Frank's but, a great player for us and then Prince is a great player for y'all? Like, we both win, right? No, like, no, why I, can't, no, no. Why can't we live in a world where, where all sides are happy? This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and the second thing is, um, if in the second year Frank struggles uh, – kind of quite like he, he did uh, this this year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say I feel like a lot of uh, other teams besides the Hawks would be interested in, in taking on Frank. So he'd be a pretty good trade asset. So it's like if yeah. we get rid of him. And I don't know about that. Prince. Oh, I tell I mean, you. Look, what, at, I, I, look at what happened with Moody. I mean, Moody was drafted seventh overall. Um, and, you know, this was his third year in the league. Granted, yeah. you're talking about second. I'm talking about third. But, like, look at the value that Denver got back from Moutier in his third year in the league because he's kind of struggled his first two seasons. Like, no, I mean, I, I, I definitely I definitely think that Nilakina needs to play well 
you know, next season. I mean, the thing is, like, with Prince, Prince was already starting in the playoffs last year in his rookie season. Um, and Neil Akeen is not like, there. He's not at that level yet. Now, I still believe in him, obviously. I'm, I'm proposing the trade. I Well, put it this way. I believe in him given the right system. He's he's the guy who needs well, the right system, uh, which is why which is why I said I would only I would only want this trade if we got Luka Doncic because I just think he would pair so well that those two guys would just pair so well. Like if we didn't get Luka Doncic, there's no way I would want this trade because Prince is a well, guy who fits uh, any system because he's a three and D wing I player. Was, I was just saying a lot of the the supposed rumored. Uh, Trades that the Knicks were trying to look at uh, to to get some uh, talent. Um, one of the guys' names that were being mentioned for a few teams was Frank, because they they do see the potential uh, that he has. So right he's a really good defender. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So if next year, yeah. if he's st- like this year, he struggled, but he still had a a lot of really good flashes. So I'm saying if if he continues to kind of really look promising. But, you know, he's not the greatest offensive guy, so you're going to see more defensive no. highlights than offensive highlights. So that what I, what I mean by struggling is he can play offense. He just shies away from shooting the ball. Um, so if he can kind of grow out – right. So if he can kind of grow out it, that's what I mean by struggles. I don't mean struggles like he just plays horribly. Like he just continues to shy away from being aggressive. Um, there are a lot right. of teams that feel as though if, if they get him, they can break him out of that. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if he continues to look like that next year, I am pretty sure there's at least three teams, three or four teams, that would be interested in Frank Nilekina. So that's why I'm you saying know who, I don't want to get, you know who I else get I rid of him would, if he could potentially be an asset. Yeah, you know who else I think he, would, he could be really good with? It's Phoenix. Um, because I, I, for the same reason I think he would pair well with Doncic, I think he would pair well with, with um, Booker. Because Booker can – he's – such an offensive juggernaut that like Frank's but you know offensive who uh, would we want? component. Oh god, from I have Phoenix? no idea. Yeah, yeah from Phoenix, from dude, Phoenix. I have no fucking clue. Like I mean uh, it's okay. that's probably I mean you would probably want like well, see, I mean, this is the thing, man, because, like, I mean you definitely want a wing. They're not gonna give up Josh Jackson for him. That's that's obvious. Um I mean, you would want someone like better than T.J. Warren. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't Not think bad, there's though. necessarily a trade there. I, I like T.J. Right. Warren. But I like T.J. Warren too. To but I, Frank? No, because mm. the problem with Frank is it's the prospect of Frank. Because if you look at Frank right. on, on on its face. he's not. A, that's not. A, that's not even even T.J. Warren is technically the better player right now. <laughs> Frank's just yeah. really a good wing wing defender. You know what I mean? That's all he's proven to be. He has highlights here and there. He's a, he's a decent passer. He has good court vision. Uh, he's really long. He can shoot it sometimes when he's not moving. <laughs> Problem is he doesn't have a really good handle. He doesn't take it to the basket because he's not. He's too scared to take it in. Um, he's not aggressive. You know, he doesn't look to shoot first. He's definitely more of a pass guy first. But now he has to play off the ball. And I think this is a guy who's six five, really long, can play the point. You can play the two, you can play the three in small ball lineup. So he is versatile at, at his best. The problem is you just don't know where he fits right now. And so it kind of yeah. makes it complicated. And and that's the thing in a nutshell. I don't think you have the right pieces around him for him to fit because he is such right. a 
he, he's such a, 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 a different kind of player. It's like, to me, it's like the same reason why George Hill just didn't work at all in Sacramento. Um, cause I look at them as, yeah. as quite similar players, or at least, um, I look at what Frank Nielakina could be very similar to what George Hill is. Um, like that's who you want. Yeah. That's who you want Frank Nielakina to be is George Hill, but you really need that's somebody amazing. else who's going to, yeah. And that, but that's why you want to pair him with like a Doncic or, you know, a, um, a Devin Booker, like somebody who is such an <laughs> offensive juggernaut, um, that, that, you know, you can, you, he, he can develop at, at a better pace and can right. fit that system better. So, but yeah, I mean, Burke more minutes, man. That's what they got to do. <laughs> yeah, Trey Burke has been balling, dude. That's for sure. Um, I like that guy. But all right, let's let's get into the let's get into the real topic because we we spent almost half an hour just talking about the Knicks, um, <laughs> which well, I know I y'all can just see. spend the whole two hours, <laughs> but like we we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, so the Lakers have been balling. They're eight and two uh, over their last 10. Uh, Julius Randle has been like the best player through that span. He's averaging 21.2 mm-hmm. points, 10.1 rebounds, four assists, 0.6 blocks, 0.9 steals while shooting 59.7% from the field. Um, that's crazy. Good. Um, what are y'all thoughts on, on these young Lakers right now? Uh, Joel. I'm proud of them. I like what well, I like what I've seen. Me too. They seem invigorated. I'm I am and, and I'm more proud on the fact that um Luke Walton is, is getting like it's it's not, I like Luke Walton and there's there was a moment there where you're like, I hope he doesn't get fired. because he definitely didn't deserve Which to get is crazy. fired. And now right, exactly. And it's because of all so the, the drama. The Warriors the lost only four games while he was while he was coaching him, and he had more wins than Steve Kerr when they had that 73-9 and nine season. Like, he's a right. great coach. And look what he's doing now with the Lakers. Not like, you know yeah. that team was insufficient. I mean, and he's, well, he's pulling it off right now. They made those trades. They got rid of the guys, poor guys, you know, Jordan Clarkson, Leonard, man. They they made some good moves, bringing in uh, drafting Kuzma. They, of course, they got Lonzo Ball, who's been playing way better now recently. At least shooting way better, oh, yeah. Because he's been pretty, playing pretty decent most of the year, uh, and yeah. fucking Randall's been killing it. And like, this is a yeah. guy that was almost traded, and now yeah. his stock is higher. So if they do trade him, they can get way more for him because he's proving that he's a baller. You know what I mean? But they can't trade him though. What? Like the trade that well, the trade deadline's passed, and he's, Not now. he's a free agent. Not now. Yeah, but he's a free agent. Oh, he's a free agent. Oh yeah, he's a I thought he was agent. a free agent. All right, well, the that's, year after, that's good no, he's a free agent this off season. No, yeah, he's about to get paid by somebody. So, um, oh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's but that's, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a really interesting decision for them. Is like, do you is it worth it to get how many how many years how many more years do you think LeBron James is gonna be good? Like. And is it worth it to get? Hold on, one second, guys. Sorry, there's a helicopter flying by out there. Um, is it is it worth it to to have Randall to give up Randall to get LeBron James for what two seasons? Do you think he'll still be good? He's 33 years old. Like, okay, I say go on and go get Paul George, but I'm almost thinking you'd be better off to get Paul George and just not get. Uh, <coughs> And, and re-sign Randall, then go after LeBron. What do you, right. what do you think about that, Joel? 
I agree. I'm look, mainly because I don't really want to see LeBron go to LA. <laughs> like, but um, I agree. Like, I think getting Paul George would be a great heave. I think they need at least one more piece for it to be worth it. Um, but still, I mean, everyone they're playing really good, and I LeBron. My thing with LeBron is he's either gonna if he stays in Cleveland, I'll fine with it. He'll probably end up going to Houston, like you were saying, uh, and create a super team in Houston. Um, but even if he goes, let's say, back to Miami, I'd be more okay with that because at least his legacy is between two cities instead of wherever he's a he's a the best free agent uh, mercenary out there ever in the NBA. Yeah. And I'd rather he yeah. wasn't. His legacy wasn't like that. It kind of it kind of sticks to one spot, but now it's kind of just stuck to those two spots. So if it's Cleveland or Miami, I'm, I'm more inclined to be more okay with it than him going out west and doing things over there, in my opinion. Yeah, and I just, like, I wonder who's going to who's gonna be your starting center. Are you going to start Kuzma at center? Like, I know you got a lot of no. ball, ball going on, but, like, yeah, he's not right. big enough. Um, and LeBron is big enough, but you really think LeBron wants to play center? Like, no. No, no, no. no. So, I mean, he doesn't even want to play power forward. Like, he still wants to play small forward, even though he's at the stage in, of his career where he would be best suited playing power forward. Um, so LeBron. So yeah, like, yeah, LeBron. Um, yeah, like Paul George, same way. He doesn't even want to play power forward. So you've got like well, Ingram I'm trying so, to play I'm the thinking. two. You got Kuzma trying to play the five. Like, also you can get Paul George and LeBron James there, and you have to give up it, Randall. Like, I just don't know if it's worth is it. Book Lopez, is Lopez still on the books? No, Lopez is off the books this summer. So yeah, yeah, he's expiring. All right, so. Yeah, so they're going to need a center. <laughs> you know, that's going to be good. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of center. Um, they could always re-sign Brooke Lopez if they're going to get bring in bets like Paul George and LeBron James and stuff, and he can yeah, but, for like cheap or whatever. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't see him signing for that cheap. Like I don't see him signing a, a veteran minimum. He's, he's worth uh, more than that. How old is he now? Oh, uh, maybe like thirty-two, thirty-one, thirty-two, something like that. We'll get something decent. I'm not, yeah, maybe not with the Lakers because if they invest that much, it's, it's going to be they're going to be paying LeBron and Paul George. So uh, that's their two maxes right there. They're going to have to take minimum, you know. So that's, I don't know. That's a, it's complicated yeah. and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's very complicated. I, I honestly, I, like, I would, I would sign if you sign if you can get Paul George, sign him. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he's still he's still relatively young. He's like twenty seven, twenty eight. Right. Um, so sign definitely go after Paul George. Make it a make it a priority to re-sign Randall, and then you know don't stretch Lou Albang so you don't have his money just sitting on the books for the next five seasons. Um, and when you're going into two thousand nineteen, Lou Albang's an expiring contract, and maybe you can make a run at Clay Thompson. Like I think that makes more sense long term for the Lakers. Than trying to go all in and get LeBron um, at the risk of giving up Randall, who's really young and just playing out of his mind. Um, Jawan, what, what are your thoughts on all this? Um, as far as your question, what do I what do I think about the Lakers? Uh, they they, they what do I think about the um, they what <laughs> I. Yeah, they, they they really pissed me off. I said before the season started when we made our predictions, remember? I was the only one that said that they were going to be in the playoffs. 
and then yeah, they well, came out just looking. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is they're playing like a team Good. that could be in the playoffs. Like it's just like, right. well, you guys could have been doing that all year. Like Lonzo, I said you'd be leading the league in assists. Like wh- where's all this stuff been, Randall? It's like you just realized you could play basketball. Like come on, guys. I was looking for this stuff <laughs> back when the season started. Um, but no, all, all jokes aside, uh, Lonzo is showing uh, why he was um, highly coveted by by the Lakers outside of the, um, as his father would make it seem, the uh, that was his birthright was to, to be a Laker. So that was written in the book. He spoke it into uh, existence. At yeah. birth. He exactly. did. So, Got to give him credit. Exactly. Um, you see, that's one weird thing. I don't know if I can give him credit. Did he speak it into existence, or was Magic Johnson just really high on Lonzo? Like, I, it, it could well, be either one. I think it's both. I, I, like, I think the hype, the hype around Lonzo Ball was definitely fueled by all of the outside Positive. stuff that was going on. I, mean, I don't yeah. know right, if, but, if 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 the profile hadn't been as high as it was, like maybe. Maybe you look at it and you say, you know what, like, Jaron Fox, like, tore this guy up twice um, in, in college. Like, both times they played, like, Jaron Fox just destroyed him. Like, maybe the maybe you look at Jaron Fox and Lonzo Ball as, you know, closer um, on draft night if you don't have that huge swell um, of, of media attention right. with, with that LeVar created. So, no, I mean, I definitely think – I definitely think LeVar, in some respect, like I don't want to give him like too much credit. All the credit. But he deserves yeah. some credit. Like I think he does well, deserve some credit. Well, yeah. No, I, I won't argue that. It's just what I meant by that was like Magic Johnson was like, you know, is, is known as being one of the greatest point guards of all time. So I would expect him to know a good point guard from anybody. Like if this was another organization that you had a guy up there – making decisions that, you know, is just like one of the run-of-the-mill guys that's just picking him up off of hype, I would then credit LeVar like almost 100%. But Magic Johnson, I'm pretty sure, watched tape on Lonzo um, and really enjoyed what he saw. And that was what uh, really kind of stamped him on, like, I got to have this guy. I mean, this is a guy that yeah. when he drafted, he said, I want you to be in the rafters. Like, wait, what? <laughs> you just drafted yeah. him. You're already putting that kind of pressure on the kids? So I think yeah. it, I agree with you. It, it should kind of fall into both, but I kind of want to lean more towards Magic. But anyway, so the question that you were asking, um, they look great. Uh, I think they should keep Randall. Again, I do not want them to go after Paul George or LeBron. I keep having it in my mind, like, just wait, get Boogie if you can, and then get Clay Thompson. And then by that time, Lonzo would be the guy that uh, – me and Magic are expecting him to be, and his dad proclaimed him to be. Um, Randall's really breaking out of his shell. Um, Ingram's only going to get better. Kuzma's only going to get better. And the idea of a lineup of Lonzo, Clay, Ingram, uh, either Kuzma or Randall, and Boogie, that is a lineup that going forward could definitely be feared uh, in the West. But, again, pipe dream, but that's just what I would prefer. See, I would even say, but see, I would even say this, like, I think if you're going to go, like, I I don't think there's interest in Boogie anymore with his injury. Like, personally for me, like, 
because of that injury, I would be more inclined to re-sign Randall for less money, mind you, um, than Much offering less. Boogie Cousins a $30 million max contract coming off that injury. Like, that just scares the shit out of me. Um, and Randall has just looked so good. Like, obviously, 100% healthy Boogie Cousins is better in almost every facet of the game. Um and, and maybe at least equal <laughs> in every fast. I mean, he's obviously a better shooter. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's way, way better offensively. Um, I, I think Randall may be a little bit better of a passer, but even that I think they're more equal because Boogie's also a really good passer for a big man. Um, but that injury, Lakers, man, that injury the, scares me. The Lakers get to keep their pick this year? No, they got, but they do have the, the Cavs pick. Which oh, they is like do 25. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so they'll have a pick there. They'll probably go with a shooting guard or maybe somebody who can play both the two and the three, I would imagine. Or um, <laughs> they could, yeah. I mean, it, it's – it's. The, but the thing is, I mean, you have okay. – you have two backup centers. You have Zubats and you have um, uh, Bryant. So, you really want to draft yeah. another center? I don't. I don't know. I forgot Bryant. I don't even remember he was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only reason I I do is because I'm always looking at the their salaries. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. I definitely think you want to keep Randall. It, what's going to be really interesting is if a team like say Dallas comes in like on the first day of free agency, like midnight and. And you know offers him like a twenty million dollar, um, and you know then you know the Lakers are, are faced with do we match that? How long? Like do obviously I don't think LeBron's going to make a decision in that forty eight hour time span. So it's you know it's crazy. It's like um, will they match it? Um, will they try to sign Paul George and then match it? Like so they can fit everything in the cap or, you know, how, how are they going to handle all that? But I definitely think as long as no team comes along and just offers him like a max sheet, um, like just gets really crazy. Um, I, I feel like the Lakers really need to match it. Um, and hopefully they can make, you know, make either a move this off season or, you know, just punt again this, this off season and try to make a move in 2019. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting for sure. Um, let's move on. Celtics, Celtics are really badly banged up. You got Kyrie out indefinitely, um, due to his knee. Now from what most of the reports say, they don't think it's serious. He's just trying to get some rest. They just don't have a timetable on it currently. Um, but they want to get him healthy for the playoffs. Um, Tice, he's been ruled out for the season. Uh, Marcus Smart is out indefinitely oh. with a thumb injury, and he could miss the rest of the season. Um, and Jalen mm. Brown is still out after his uh, concussion, after that crazy fall. Um, how concerned are you about the Celtics, Juwan? Um, I want to say very, but I think I said this last week. Uh, I was already starting to have my doubts even when everyone was there, mainly because as I watched this team, uh, it seems like if Kyrie's not hot, they struggle offensively. Um, and, and that scares me. That, that 
terrifies me. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of felt like if they did get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they may not be able to get past that point uh, if they play either Cleveland or, or Toronto. Um, so that scared me a little bit. So I look at them now with these injuries, and it's like I don't think they're in any danger if they keep Kyrie and Marcus Smart out for uh, the remainder of the, the season until the playoffs. If Marcus Smart can come back, um, I'll be keep those two players out. If you know, as long as I'm not worried about us being booted out of the the playoffs, um, that team has a uh, lot of confidence. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joel. What'd you say? No, you said us. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you I'm like, where you at, Jawan? What, what do you mean us, nigga? Come on, man. <laughs> sorry, I love Kyrie so much. I, I thought I was with him. Uh, no, that that team. <laughs> That team, again, like I said, it, it scares me because if Kyrie's not there or if he's not hot, I don't, I don't know if they have enough offensively to really make a lot of noise uh, like I thought they would be able to do earlier in the season. So, I mean, this is bad news, but as Joel said before, uh, I don't know if you said that for Golden State or for Boston, better now than no, in the playoffs. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so as long as you can get those guys back uh, healthy, around the playoffs. I hope Marcus Smart, who's a very important ingredient to that team, can at least come back at some point. Um, but if he can, that team can make some noise. I just don't know if they can go to the finals this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was going to be a hard climb anyway. Um, but, you know, looking at, looking at the situation right now, um, you know, you, you, if you don't have Kyrie – at 100%, and you don't have Marcus Smart in the first round, right now you're looking at playing Giannis in the Bucks. Like, I mean, the Celtics were probably a Rajon Rondo injury away from not making it out of the first round last year. Um, call me crazy, but, I mean, I, they were down 2-0, yeah. and Rondo, like, was obviously the, like, was a huge I'm factor in yeah (laughs) so um so yeah i mean i'm 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 really concerned joel what's what what are you you know what are you thinking i'm not as worried when it comes to the regular season because i think they clinched already so it's not really a big deal but when it comes to the playoffs as long as they're healthy in the playoffs i think they'll be okay and it really it really depends on what happens with marcus smart and like you said if he's out for that first round it can really hurt them in their first-round matchup, whether it be Milwaukee or Miami, um, you don't really want to go up against those teams without Mark Smart there, I, in my opinion. Um, so it might be a tough first round for them um, without Smart. But I think I think Kyrie will be back. Um, I think Smart might be able to come back, hopefully, in the first round for them. It hurts for them to lose Tice, but he wasn't a huge part of the rotation anyway. He was in and out, um, especially since they got Greg Monroe. So it's like, as long as they get healthy, and I think uh, everyone far aside from, like, Hayward will be pretty much there and maybe smart. So I think that's where where the worry comes in is the first round of the playoffs, uh, but not really at all for, like, the regular season. They'll just, they'll just coast and have all their bench players get some extra playing time and have them ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they currently six and a half games up on, on the Pacers who are in the three seed. Um, so I don't even think they're really – the guy, I don't think there's really a chance of them even, you know, moving down. Like I, I think right. they have the, 
the number two slot like locked up. Um, but like, yeah, that obviously the the fears for the playoffs and um, I'm not overly concerned about Kyrie. Um, like I, I think he'll be, I think he'll be good to go. But the Marcus Smart thing, I think is huge. Like, mm-hmm. and even the Tice thing, man. Like, because Tice plays valuable minutes and he could play the small ball five. Um, and they can play right. him at the four. Like he, right. he's an energy guy. Like um, he's he's given them a lot of valuable minutes. And it's like, can you rely on Gershon Yabusele, who I like? It's just, can you rely on him when you haven't all season to step in this late right. in the season and kind of fill that fill that role? Um, and Greg Monroe just hasn't been very good yet. Like I don't know if it's just going to take time, but he's he's slow. Um, he's not he's not really great defensively. Um, I, I honestly don't think it would, ended up being a very good signing for them. Um, you know, I guess it was the best it was the best thing that they could find at the time. Um, but I definitely, you know, I, I kind of worry about the signing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm definitely worried. Um, I mean, I I uh, I would hate to see him get bounced in the first round. I mean, that would that would definitely, you know, be a, a be a terrible way for them to end the season with how well they've played absent uh, Gordon Hayward all year. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can get everybody healthy, get every, get everything back, you know, together um, and, and, you know, be good, good come playoff time. But um, yeah, that's just the Marcus smart things got me really worried. Uh, by the way, just looking at the standings, um, do you think, <laughs> Do you do y'all buy into at all that like um, that LeBron like tries to tries to have his team win or lose a certain amount of games in order to ensure a matchup? Do y'all buy that at all? Wouldn't put it past them. Wouldn't put it past them. Uh, I don't like to think so. <laughs> Cause that's just... Well, I... the only reason I ask, the only reason I ask is because currently. The Cavs are sitting at four, and if they're sitting at four, they play the Wizards. If they're sitting at three, they play the Sixers. I would much rather play the Wizards than the Sixers. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I'm just saying. Like, bro, the Pacers are ahead of you at three. Like, you should be better than the Pacers. Like, I love the Pacers. I've, I've been I've been on the bandwagon all season, but like, come on, you should be better than the Pacers. I, I'll say this. I don't, I don't ever like to think LeBron purposely loses, but that is definitely one of the most pettiest individuals uh, in basketball <laughs> history. So I mm-hmm. definitely would not put the idea past him. But I would just, I don't want to think one of the greatest players of all time loses on purpose. But he's petty enough for me to think that this is a possibility. Joel, your thoughts? Is LeBron petty no, enough I, to pull this? <laughs> yeah, he is petty enough to do so. I'm just saying I don't want to think that he is doing that. But I would not. I I, I agree. I wouldn't put it past him at all. <laughs> but no, yeah, you don't want to lose. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I just think it's interesting that like they they've they've hovered right around this spot. It's it's almost. If you were to try and play out this conspiracy theory narrative, which is pretty much what it is, 
Um, mm-hmm. Like it would make sense. It would make sense that they would want want to be right in the thick because they're, I'm sure at some point realized, well, we're not going to catch Boston for the two. We're not going to catch Toronto for the one. Like might as well, right. like play play it close to be the three and four, and then whenever we figure out who's going to be five and who's going to be six, like then we'll decide what we want to do. Like. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him either. But like, y'all say petty. I say smart. I mean, I think it's smart. Like, why would you want to try and you know? It, it well, it can be well, both. They're not mutually exclusive. Okay, like, it, it can be both. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go. That, that's all I was gonna say. Anytime, yeah, yeah. anytime you're you're purposely losing to avoid someone, that is or not avoid. Face someone. You know, instead of someone else, matchup. right? That's a little petty. That that that's petty, and that's not what I want from one of the greatest players in in NBA history. So that's why I use the term petty. I don't want to say coward, so I say petty. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, petty would be the more apt description than than cowardly. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's yep. cowardly, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, I feel you. Um, but let's move on. We got some news out of Golden State. Uh, Curry suffered another ankle injury, and he'll be sidelined until at least March 20th. Uh, we just got news today that Clay Thompson's going to miss probably two weeks um, with an injury of his own. Um, how concerned are you? I'm not going to say, like, we're, it, it doesn't seem like we're going to be looking at, 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 you know, currently anyway, either one of these injuries costing them um, – either one of those players, like, playoff time. But how concerned are you about a less than 100% staff um, for this Warriors team? And, you know, potentially if he did go down, how how concerned are you if he wasn't there? We're going to kind of omit Clay Thompson. I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, Juwan. Um, I'm not <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'm not worried uh, at all. Um, I think I'm one of the few people who – uh, believes Kevin Durant is at the door of being the best player uh, in the NBA. Um, you and so Skip I, Taylor. I think it's, right, yeah, me and Skip. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're the, the anti-Bron, I guess we're the anti-Bron pro-Durant guys. Um, but no, all, all jokes aside, um, I, I think I said it last week, I would uh, sit Steph, uh, and now hearing the news about Clay, I would sit them both um, until the playoffs. Uh, you don't. We don't need you. Uh, we know we're not going to lock up that number one spot. And I believe, unless I'm wrong, Nick and Joel, correct me, but I believe uh, they're like head over heels, uh, you know, or the way two. far ahead of right than the number three or four or five. So I don't think they're worried yeah, about yeah. like dropping down to three. So yeah, why not? And honestly, if, yeah. if I'm being they're, like they're overly, they're ten uh, games up on the Blazers, who are in third place. Oh, okay, perfect. If, if I'm being overly protective, <laughs> I would even see if there's a way I could sit Iguodala uh, also because that's a yeah. crucial piece I need in the playoffs that I cannot risk being injured at all. And I would just tell Durant and Draymond, hey, if you guys can play out the rest of the season and, and, and you know, just continue it for the playoffs. But Steph and Clay, to me, are the pieces that put you way over the top. Um, but I do believe if you have a 50% Steph, 100% Clay, 100% Durant, and 100% Draymond, they can beat the Rockets. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's end of the world if Steph isn't 100%. Yeah, 
interesting. Um, Joel, your thoughts? It's the same thing as with the Celtics. Like, I'm not really worried about them regular season at all. Um, postseason, it'll be a bigger issue if, like, either one of those guys are out for a significant amount of time. But I doubt that's going to be the case. So, really, I'm not worried about them at all. As long as they're semi-healthy, they'll be a threat because they still have Durant and Green and a pretty decent bench and a really good coach. So they're really – as long as these guys can still shoot the ball, they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, to uh, to further Jawan's point, as far as for the rest of the regular season, not only do they have a 10-game lead on the Blazers, they also have, like, one of the easiest schedules. Um, they're the rundown of the rest of their games – they play Lakers, Kings, Suns, Spurs. That'll be a that'll be a tough one. Hawks, Jazz, Pacers, Bucks, Kings again, Suns again, Thunder. Um, and they play the Suns one more time after that. So like a lot of easy games, a uh, lot of easy games. Uh, definitely games that Kevin Durant and Draymond Green should be able to win by themselves. Like um, especially since you know you got the Suns. Hawks and Kings all tanking and you play like half of your games left are those three teams. So um so they're totally fine for the regular season. No no worries there. But here's my I'll, thing. I'll be cheering for them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um the uh my biggest thing is this is if Steph if Steph is out it like it, like I'm I'm straight up like there's no way I don't give them a chance to beat Houston. If you don't have Steph, you're not beating Houston because your team's just not the same. Like Steph is so vital to that team. Now if he's sixty percent, seventy five percent, I mean I I definitely give them a chance, but I'm not even sure I favor him against Houston. Um, I just I think Houston is really really good. Um, like they're just not they're not the same team that they were last year, and it's not just Chris Paul. I mean, Joel and I both said it going into the season. We certainly had our disagreeing thoughts on how the, the Chris Paul-James um, Harden uh, backcourt was going to work out. Joel was obviously right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we both said, like, the most important part of their offseason was they got better defensively, and that has as much to do with P.J. Tucker and Bob Mute as it does Chris Paul. Um, because, I mean, you yeah. didn't get better defensively with Chris Paul. I mean, you had Patrick Beverly. You didn't You didn't upgrade it all there. You just upgraded yeah. all, offensively. But the it, biggest it thing was all that. Yeah, yeah. So, But the biggest thing was the defensive component to their team, and they're just so much better <laughs> defensively. The top ten defensive team, the Warriors aren't even, you know, like in the middle. Like they're not even um, – I, I, I want to say they're in the teens, um, the late teens. So, like, you're already – I like they usually are. Right. And so, like, if you have, if you don't have Steph at 100%, like, contributing, that scares me. And, you know, even, like, going into the first round, man, like, if he's not 100% and the Spurs work Kawhi in and get him back and, you know, are in that seventh seed, which is uh, certainly a possibility, um, like, that would scare me. Like, what if you don't have Steph, like, you're, you, and, and Kawhi is back and everything works out with that? Like, 
that's pretty scary. That's it's for a first round matchup anyway, you know, like to me, that's, that's like the same thing with Boston is like, if you got to go up against the Greek freak and you know, you don't, you don't have a hundred percent Kyrie and you don't have Marcus smart, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. If nothing else, the, the, the playoffs this year seem like they're going to be interesting when everybody thought going in to, you know, this season, like it was like, well, the Warriors are just like, yeah, the Rockets got a little better, but the Warriors are going to run away with it. And it's like, I don't know. Like, it's the same thing with the East. Like, everyone thought Cleveland was going to run away with it, and it's like, no, maybe not. So, well, well, I will say if, if you if you're Houston, knowing that you not only hold the tiebreaker over Golden State, uh, but again, they're way ahead of three, four, and and, and down. I would tell Chris Paul, there's no way I'm letting you play another game between now and the playoffs, especially with your track your track record. There's no way I'm letting – these are all meaningless games. There's no way I'm letting you play at all, not even, not even a second, um, because I would be overly conscious on the fact that he somehow gets injured almost every single playoff series. So, no, sorry. You're going to sit hard and honestly, I would want you to sit too. But, uh, you know, obviously Harden always wants to play, so I wouldn't really try to have that argument. But there's no way if, if I'm, if I'm uh, Houston, I'm letting Chris Paul play another game, especially because they're all meaningless. Yeah. I mean, you got a two-game lead on the Warriors. They're going to be without Steph and Clay. Granted, I did say, you know, they do have an easy schedule, um, so they still mm-hmm. should win most of the games throughout. Um, but you've proven you can win games with, with uh, James Harden. Um, I mean, with only James Harden and not and not Chris Paul. Um, so I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily think that's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't sit him every game, um, but I definitely would be any back to backs. I would sit him. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that. And maybe just long road trip games, I would sit him. You know, just like here and there, like when you can, if you're playing a really shitty team, sit him. Like, yeah, like I mean. Because you definitely don't want the last thing you want to have happen is for him to pull like a so typical Chris Paul and like get hurt like the second to last game of the regular season, and then it's like, mm-hmm. well, like thanks for helping us have the best record in the NBA, Chris Paul. Like, <laughs> you really, you really <laughs> did your job, buddy. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. It, 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 but going back to going back to the Warriors, I think. I, I still, I mean, I still think we're going to end up with a Warriors-Rockets matchup, and if, if they're both 100% healthy, I mean, I definitely feel like you have, still have to favor the Warriors, but I don't know. The Rockets have just been impressing me so much this whole season that I feel like if you don't have a 100% team, I am definitely, and the Rockets do, I think I'm going to have to favor the Rockets. Are you are you with me there, Joel? Are you are you that confident in the what you've seen from the Rockets this year to say if if Steph's not a hundred percent, and maybe you know you you can throw out a percentage that you think um, would make you worried for the Warriors or would make you favor the Rockets? But do you, is is that the case with you? Would you favor the Rockets? Yeah, I think I would. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent sold. You got to see it. First, you got, I got to see it happen uh, for me to be to, like to, to kind of trust them in the play. And again, the playoffs is a different animal, um, right? And this is a Dan Tony team. A Dan Tony team 
But I don't think Dantonio's ever been to the finals. So that he's been close. <laughs> he's been real close. Right. But um, you got to get there, and I, I like the team. I really do. I think they can. And I think if even like a fit, like you said, a fifty percent Steph Curry might be just enough for the Houston to get over get over that hump. But still, you, you can't count out Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and the rest of their star-studded cast of uh, stars. And it's just like, I do believe the Houston Rockets do have enough firepower. It's just a matter of them doing it. And I, I don't know if I completely trust it yet, but I think they have the talent to do it. So, yeah, I'm with you to a degree. I got you. I just I want them to do it so bad because I don't want LeBron to go to Houston. <laughs> like. I like this Houston team. I don't want to see Bron like gut it and like be like I'm teaming up with Chris Paul and James Harden and oh oh no James you're the man like don't worry like you're still the man this is your team and like halfway through the season Bron's like bitch it's my team now like <laughs> like I don't want to see you do that um, but you know it's like the same thing with the Lakers if you have a chance to get LeBron like you do it because he's still the yeah. best player in the NBA but whether that's really good for you or good for the league is, is a completely different story. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I feel y'all, I feel y'all on, on the, you know, on golden state, but like, and I think the biggest thing too, is the fact that this ankle injury is just like time and time and time and time again. Um, it's just, yeah. it's like it, always rears its head. It's like, it's almost similar to like Chris Paul's whole thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, everybody always talks about the, um, the, the Draymond suspension as being like the reason that Cleveland won that series. Like people forget that, you know, like one of the biggest reasons that they won that series too is like Steph wasn't a hundred percent because he rolled his ankle earlier in the series against Portland, had to miss a few games, and, you know, when he came back, he just wasn't 100% for the rest of the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's also something to consider. So, uh, I don't know. I think I think it'll definitely be interesting. But let's move on. Speaking of the Rockets, the Rockets and the Raptors finally getting some respect on their names, um, and it's about time. Uh, what I want to ask you, and we can open this up to a broader conversation, but I, I want to know this. Um, and I'll start with you, Joel, because I feel like I know the. I don't want to ask a rhetorical question just to hunt. Um, would you bet <laughs> on at least one of these teams to make the finals? I'm not saying. I'm not saying you have to pick one. I'm just saying, like, do you think at least one of either the Raptors in the East or the Rockets in the West will make the NBA Finals? Well, I, I really hope so because I, I don't, really don't want another fucking Cavs Warriors Finals. <laughs> like, I really don't. <laughs> Either one. I'm happy with whoever wins between the Raptors or the Raptors. Oh, both. Obviously, I want both. But if I can't yeah. get both, I'll take, I'll take the Raptors or I'll take uh, – uh, the Rockets on the other side. So I, I do think one one will make it. I hope both make it. But I think I think I'll go with one at least one of them possibly getting getting over the hump. There has to be. I mean, finally, just give us something there, please, God. 
for parody's sake. Um, Juwan, uh, I'll, I'm going to ask this question in a slightly different manner for you. Um, what percentage chance, zero to 100%, do you give for at least one of these teams making it out of their respective conferences? Go. Um, I'll say, knock on wood, Steph Curry can't play um, the entire uh, Western Conference Finals, and Durant has, like, this crazy flu. So I'd give them, like, 60% chance. I'd give Toronto zero. <laughs> All right, so, like, a, I don't know. I don't, I'm not not a mathematician, so uh, I, I feel like that would be, like, a 30% chance. Um, but okay. So let, let, let me, let me, let's, let's open this up a little bit. Um, so as far as the Rockets, you're, you're, you, you do give them a little bit of a chance, but they're going to need help from Golden State. Um, what, but you don't give the Raptors any sort of chance, even if maybe they got a little bit of help. Like, you know, what if LeBron just, had one of those spells where he just he couldn't he couldn't knock down a shot and all these young guys freeze up and they don't play well. You you don't think there's any way that they could beat the Cavs and you know with Boston's injuries and that kind of thing. You don't give them any chance. Well, the biggest chance I give them is if they're um, they're very short, uh, unproductive. Kyle Lowry becomes like Mike. <laughs> That's the chance that I get. Like he gets LeBron's shoes and becomes LeBron. That's the chance I get. No, but all, all jokes aside, um, I do think if the Raptors play the Cavs, it will go seven games. I just I cannot go against LeBron and the idea of a seven game series with the with the the finals on the line. I I just can't. I mean, I saw this guy with uh, a healthy Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. They weren't producing. I saw this guy turn into a monster against Boston uh, in a game where a lot of people thought Boston was going to come in there, win it, and knock LeBron out again. Uh, and he just went into this, this whole other mode that was just defiant against being knocked out by this Boston team again. So I look at that and look, I go, yeah. What did you say, Joel? Look, look what he did against the Warriors by himself a couple of years ago. By himself, yeah. so, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I can't I can't go against that. Even though I will say, Joel, I agree with you. Would I prefer a, a Houston uh, Celtics Finals? Absolutely. Um, but I I can't go against LeBron. And honestly, I think the uh, the Rockets, uh, as of late, at least under Mike D'Antoni, I consider Mike D'Antoni the Andy Reid of basketball, to where he's gonna make you think in the regular season. Oh, they'll definitely be in the in the big game. And then they always find a way to lose it. Um, so that's how I view them. So I against Durant, and then if Steph, and then if Steph is like at least sixty to seventy percent healthy, I don't know how you go against that. Even if it is in Houston for Game Seven, I still would pick Golden State. Um, but for parity's sake, uh, for Joel, I would prefer a Boston uh, Houston Finals. What do you think it would Toronto mean for Houston Finals? <laughs> Toronto yeah. Houston Finals. You, you guys would be doing the show without me. That, <laughs> that entire series, because there's uh, no way I'm uh, talking about that. <laughs> nah, you get over it. Um, 
No, like here's the thing. Like I want, I, I do want to ask this. Like, what do you think it would mean for the NBA if we did get? Let's just say, like, let's let's say we have Houston and then either Toronto or Boston. Like, it just let's let's just leave it at that. So so Jawan can participate in the conversation um, without <laughs> you know being utterly scorned. Um, but what like what do you think that would mean for the NBA? Because like it was, like I was saying earlier, it was just a year ago that it was like, all right, well you know we don't even really need to have the regular season. Like blah 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 blah. Uh, just roll it on back, rematch, match, you know, round four, let's go. Um, what do you think it would mean for the NBA, uh, like, ratings? And what do you think it would mean for, you know, like, just just overall parity and, and how teams would approach uh, lineup constructions and, and different, you know, anything that you that kind of sticks out to you, what that would, what that would mean for the league, uh, Joel? I think I think it'd be good for the league. It's something different, you know. Toronto's loyal. I mean, Canada's loyal to their Raptors. You know, they they mm-hmm. they got Kyle Lowry in that All Star game the last three years. I know you yeah. don't like them. Pretty good, and they obviously put them over the edge over there in Canada. So they do like their Raptors. It'll be good for Canada to have a team in the finals. It got to be the first time the Raptors ever made it to the finals. Houston's a great yeah. sports city. They'll definitely be uh, on top of that. Didn't they just win something recently? Wasn't it the uh, the World Asterisk. Series, wasn't that? That was right. Yeah. yeah. So that would be amazing for them. They'd love that. They'd have another team in, in the championship game. Houston would love it. Uh, it would be great for the NBA. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. My opinion. Yeah, and we just saw a great game from both of these teams. Like went down to the right. wire. I think it was a three-point finish. Like um, mm-hmm. the Raptors. The Raptors know how to guard Houston. Like they 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 cover the three point line. Um, you know they don't cheat on on those on those three point shooters. They make um, they pretty much make both CP3 and Harden have to beat them by driving to the bucket and forcing them to either take a tough shot or make a difficult pass. Um, and it's it's. I think it would be I think it would be a super fun matchup. I think it would at least go six games. I would still favor Houston, but I mean I still think it would be really good. And I, and I would give Toronto a chance. Um, so uh, and and then as far as like just for the NBA, I mean I think it maybe could open up more teams to to this off season to say, you know, Houston said you know we were gonna you know, essentially go all in, you know, Toronto was at a crossroads and decided, you know, they weren't still wanted to bring back Lowry. They made a few little corrections and, and a few little, like, um, well, more than a few little, but they like revamped the way they run their offense. Um, I yeah. think, I think there's definitely a possibility that it could be really good for the league long term as far as teams going out there and trying to compete with these other top tier teams. Like maybe, you know, you see some of these fringe teams, like say Indiana, like they actually will have a little bit of cap space. Like maybe they try to work something and and go after you know a bigger name than what they would normally be able to get because you know this we'll just say player X, you know, sees how good Indiana is and is like, well, maybe I'm the guy who could take them over the top, and then we could beat the Raptors or the Cavs or what have you. Um, obviously, the Sixers will have cap space. Like I, I think it could be very interesting. 
it, it could be an interesting way to bring back parity to the league that we thought was going to take such a long time um, when KD decided to go to Golden State. And that's why – that's the biggest reason I want it, like, because that would just be terrific. Um, like, the last thing that I want to see that I think is going to happen, if, of course, if Houston doesn't make it, is LeBron goes to Houston, and then we got – you know, we're consolidating even more talent. Like, like no, we like, mm-hmm. spread it out a little bit. Um, but, Juwan, what, what are your just kind of broad thoughts on what it would mean for the NBA – um, nobody's brought up the ratings. Uh, does anybody think the ratings would be better? I think the ratings would probably be worse if it was. Well, Toronto, that's exactly like... that's exactly what I was going to get into. Um, I was going to get into ratings. It was the same way to where it was like, all right, well, everyone watches, and this is a very like loose comparison, but I think you'll you'll understand where I'm going with it. Sure. In the Super Bowl, like no one would have really wanted to watch Jaguars versus the Eagles. No one. Like I mean, I would have loved to see that. Well, Joel, you're one of the diehard football fans that I was just about to refer to. Diehard <laughs> football fans that actually know the Jaguars and know the Eagles, they would have enjoyed to see that game. It would have been a really good game. But you're talking about people who are looking for recognizable talent that they've seen, whether it's on Flashes through Sports Center or whatever. So that's why it was like even a lot of reporters were saying people really needed like New England at least to to be in it. So it's like, all right, well, we know we don't like Tom Brady and those guys, so we know we'll go for the Eagles. We want to watch it to see the Patriots lose. So it's kind of the same thing here. Like, you kind of want to see LeBron go and lose to a Houston. Or you kind of want to see uh, the, the Warriors go and lose to a Toronto. So I think if you had a, a Houston uh, Raptors finals, only diehard basketball fans. As little as Toronto has, but it, only diehard basketball fans would really be interested in seeing seven games of that. I think people, I think the ratings would definitely take a drop. I'm not going to say drastically, but they definitely would take a hit. Uh, the same way we were discussing, if LeBron went to the West, TNT, who has to do all his <laughs> Eastern Conference uh, playoff <laughs> games, would be like, oh no, hell no, <laughs> like no, we need to be renegotiating or something. There's no way we're about to play Eastern Conference uh, playoffs on our station with no LeBron. So I think it would be the same thing. Even though they would be, even though they would be probably more interesting, though, right? Like they would be, uh, but again, diehard basketball fans would appreciate it. It's a a very valid point. But no, what what I was going to say is uh, again, Joel, I want parity also. So if you're telling me I got. Boston, Houston, or uh, Toronto, Golden State, um, I'd be fine with the idea of those. But a Toronto, Houston, yeah. I, if I did watch it, it only it, it would only be to see Harden get a championship. That was it. If I even remotely felt like Toronto was going to win that series, I would ne- I would probably take the rest of that series off and a little bit of the regular season of next year off. I would love this. So and I want Kyle Lowry. I want Kyle Lowry to go for Finals MVP and everything. I would if he bought basketball again. I'd fucking yeah. cry laughing. If he got that, I would throw. I would throw all of basketball in the garbage. 
All of them. I would love every, my life would be. This, I, I, I could die happy. The same guy. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the same guy who said he would never watch Arrow again when they brought so and so back, and then he started watching yeah, Arrow again but, after they brought so and so? No, those were extreme. not my exact words. Those were not he's my extreme. exact words. Those okay, were not fair my, enough. It was close enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty close. <laughs> yeah, only difference is that's what I thought. Only difference is you do know how much I despise. Uh, Kyle Lowry. So it's it's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't dislike. Well, him. But here's, uh, well, well, dislike well, here's my thing. Like, wouldn't you like if if let's say in this crazy outlandish you know parallel universe of a notion that the Raptors did somehow win the finals and Kyle Lowry for some reason was the series MVP over DeRozan. Like, wouldn't that make you hate him less? Because like now he's actually no. like. Boy, you're just mad because he proved you wrong. He proved him wrong, yeah. No, if Kyle Lowry became finals MVP, I, w- I would know somehow that it was rigged. There there would be no way you're telling me over the course of seven games, Kyle Lowry was a better player than DeMar DeRozan. No, it, it would be rigged. It would be rigged. It would be rigged. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I guess let's just move on because I don't even know how to how to re- even offer up a retort to that uh, <laughs> hypothesis. It's lunacy. There's nothing to retort. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I mean, I, the more we go down this rabbit hole of how much he hates Kyle Lowry, like the more I revel in it and enjoy it. But I think it would be so much, but like even more fun if Kyle Lowry, like even like. Even even if the Raptors like didn't win at all or, or something, if Kyle Lowry was just like dominantly awesome in the playoffs and like <laughs> we had, we like Jawan had to like consistently like put up with us talking about Kyle Lowry averaging like twenty seven, you know, eight and four and he's our four and eight and he's like I don't yeah. care, like he's terrible, like I'm gonna I'm gonna find a stat. Don't worry. He's averaging four point five yeah. personal fouls. You're putting your team at risk averaging that many fouls a game. Like he's down exactly. to foul. <laughs> exactly. Like, he dropped he dropped he dropped thirty, ten and eight, but he had like six turnovers. Like that's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> I'd find you, I'd Yeah, you Yeah, we know you would. Um all right, fellas, I'm consistent that way. Yeah. <laughs> um the San Antonio Spurs are three and seven over their last ten. They're currently in ninth mm. place. They have one of the toughest schedules remaining, playing only one team in their home stretch, not completing not competing rather for a playoff seat. So they play Sacramento, that's their like one gimme game. And every other game that's left on their I think fourteen game schedule or twelve game schedule or whatever it is, um, is a very like difficult matchup. Um, like I think they play Utah a couple times. Um, they I think they have Indiana, um, the Thunder. Uh, I think they maybe have one more against the Rockets. Um, but they, the Clippers, they, the, everybody they have left is is vying for a playoff seat other than Sacramento. So one of the toughest schedules. Uh, and uh, Kawhi was supposed to originally return Thursday night, uh, so tomorrow night against the Pelicans. Um, but now it's, you know, being reported that he's not going to return for that game. One would assume he'll return the next game, but they have not confirmed that yet. 
um, with all of this craziness out west um, and all of these these teams between, you know, like basically three and ten trying to shuffle and figure out who gets in and where they fit and all that, um, how concerned are you about the Spurs just making the playoffs, Joel? I am concerned. I'm very concerned about the Spurs. I really don't want that to be a thing. <laughs> like, cause, uh, that, I, it's just weird to not see the Spurs in the playoffs. Just to say that out loud is kind of fucking weird. Because they've been so hey, good man, for so long. Hey, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it had to happen eventually. But it's just sad the way it happened. It's not like they, yeah. you know, started from the beginning and they have to rebuild again. No, they went through injuries and just completely comp- uh, collapsed. But the fact that Pop has been able to keep this team afloat for as long as he has without Kawhi Leonard, and now obviously Marcus Aldridge has been out a couple games, um, you got to give Pop a lot of credit. Um, but at the same time, they're falling out of the playoffs now, and it's very crowded at the bottom there between Utah, L.A., them, and uh, uh, Denver. So it's like if they come back healthy, I'll tell you this, they're going to be a scary first-round fight for whoever's at the top. <laughs> if they're healthy, because yeah. then you got a healthy Spurs team where like they weren't healthy before. You don't want to play the Spurs when they're healthy. So it's intriguing. I hope they do make it just to see that the the the, the fight and whoever has to play them in the first round if they're healthy. But if they don't, it'd be sad. And hopefully they can rebound next year. With I would have no doubt that they would. Here's my thing: if they don't make the playoffs. Do you think that do you think that factors in at all with this whole Kawhi situation that's been kind of ongoing throughout this year? Like, do you think do you think that kind of makes a difference for any any sort of move they might try to make in the off season? And furthermore, like, if you are the Spurs, obviously, you know, Coach Pop is is good enough to to make a, a mediocre team. Uh, you know, a, a playoff viable team, um, but and I and obviously like I don't think I don't think Pop is the kind of coach who would who would hang around for like a, a, a three or four year rebuild. Um, I just I just don't see that happening. Um, so do you think do you think any of that is at play? Do you think them missing the playoffs has any effect on on any of that? I don't. I don't think it'll be that serious. Um, I think it'll just be a bounce back. Uh, obviously, it depends everything. Everything depends on what happens with Kawhi Leonard, because that can make or break everything, like right in a single moment. Um, because he is their best player, and he's one of the top players in the league. So, like, if you lose Kawhi, you may have to reconsider everything, because all your best players are old and retired, and Aldridge is at least tradable now, because he actually has value. I mean, he has value, so you can definitely trade him away for something valuable if you lose Kawhi as well. Um, but no, I don't think it's that. It's the Spurs. I have faith that they'll be they'll rebound if they don't make the playoffs. So I'm not really that worried. I'll be worried if they do lose Kawhi. That would be, that would definitely, that may ring true to what you were just saying. And they may have to consider rebuilding, but I don't know. We'll see where this all goes, but uh, hopefully they make that eighth or seventh seed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think we're all at least in recognition that they deserve it, um, you know, because they've been playing a lot better than they should be playing, and they're a lot better than they have been all season because of the quiet uh, injury. Um, Jawan, are you concerned about the Spurs? I'm sorry, Jawan? No, I said look at the starting five they've been using. It's just 
They had Patty Mills and um, uh, Murray and um, Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird. Bert Hans. Vets on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Bert yeah. Hans at times. It's weird, but they, they, they're very. I got to give pop credit for being able to pull off. Like these guys would not be starters on most of these teams in this league, and they're fighting for playoff seating <laughs> and, and compete yeah. for the most part. So I got to give them credit. Yeah, I mean, and you know, another thing we we've talked about the um, the Kawhi injury a lot, but you know, they've also dealt with. Obviously, they didn't have Tony Parker for a lot of this year, and he's obviously lost yeah. his step. Um, and Rudy, uh, Rudy Gay has been banged up. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not just Kawhi, you know, they've, they've had to overcome several injuries and work in these rotation guys that probably only pop and maybe Brad Stevens could, could, you know, have playing exactly. this effectively. Speaking of Brad Stevens, the, uh, the Boston, despite having like nobody in their starting lineup who normally is, is up one Oh three to make that one Oh four to one Oh one. Uh, on the Wizards, so that's funny. Um, you see, system. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, you see, it's the system. It's the yeah. Brad Stevens, game. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Juwan, what are your thoughts? Are you are you concerned about um, the Spurs making the playoffs? And uh, if you want to elaborate on any of my question to Joel as far as how that may or may not affect their off season. Um, I'm mostly worried because um, I can't have you be right about the Clippers and the uh, the um, Indiana. So I definitely need San Antonio <laughs> to take that seventh seed back because um, I, I hate the idea of you thought the Clippers were going to make it with Blake uh, in that team, and now the idea that they might make it without Blake, without Beverly. That just disgusts me. So I think you know, <laughs> I don't. I could to, be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think I had the Clippers. Maybe I had them in the eighth seed. I, I, I had the Clippers. I yeah, thought, I can't remember oh, who sorry, I had. In, you did, Joe. I can't. I, I thought yeah, you guys. I can't had remember the who I had it in that final Cause seed. I remember, like, because I remember you asked me. You had asked the question um, if they're all healthy. And then I think I remember I said, but well, there's no way they're they're gonna be healthy. They're all gonna be uh, yeah, healthy. Gallinari, yeah. right? So, um, but if if that was you that said it, Joel, then I apologize. I thought it was yeah. Jake because he had posed the question. Yeah. Um, I think I had Portland that, not making the playoffs. <laughs> that was I know even, I definitely had. I think I, I think I had. I think I had Utah and the Clippers not making the playoffs. I think I had the Spurs and Nuggets in, and I had the Pelicans as my eighth seed, as I recall. Yeah. I, I I'll had the Pelicans not making the playoffs. If the Clippers were Joel's pick, that makes it even worse. I now <laughs> desperately need the <laughs> Can't have Joel be right out here. Um, but, no, I'll just decide. Um, if, if I'm Kawhi, I'm not a uh, – like Joel said, it shouldn't really uh, sway my mindset at all. I mean, they went through a lot of injuries. I mean, I didn't play uh, – if I'm Kawhi – of course, is who I'm oh, speaking to. Like, wait, you didn't uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not me. No. <laughs> That's why I said, let me correct that. Boy, Joel is like, wait, you don't play for the Spurs. No, man. Juwan and his boy Kyrie been hitting the gym, man. He's, he's, listen, he's, listen, he's about Kyrie's to be NBA ready. 
Kyrie's trying to give me a ten day contract. Uh, <laughs> I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing but uh, hit guys in the throat. That that's all he I can do. Uh, but no, all jokes aside, um, I, I really much as, far as, the, <laughs> as far as the idea of parity, I would really like uh, the Western Conference to shape out to where it's New Orleans at five, Minnesota at six. Utah at seven and Denver at eight. I would really love that. Uh, you know, so it shines a really positive light on these young guys that we thought heading into the season probably weren't going to, one, look as good as they, they have, or two, uh, make the playoffs. So it'd be really good. And it would kind of show the rest of the NBA, hey, there is a such thing as drafting, growing guys, and then getting good veteran pieces to plug in and then build your team that way instead of just trying to get all these guys that you think are valuable right now and now they're washed up and you're stuck with their crappy contracts. So, you know, that would shine a positive light on the whole idea of, like, the draft process to the rest of the NBA who kind of doesn't fully get that. So, um, you know, it would hurt me with Popovich not making it uh, to the playoffs, but I think it would do great, great things for the NBA if the Nuggets in Utah uh, got in at that seventh and in, in seed. Mm-hmm. The o- the only way I would be cool, and, and it's so crazy because I've like never been a big Spurs fan. Um, just like never been my team. I I, I think I've only I've <laughs> only really rooted for them once. I think. Um, I think the the year they played Miami the first time, I rooted for them. Um, mm-hmm. And the second time, I, the second time, I, I, and that was just because I was pissed at at Braun for beating OKC because I loved the Thunder. So. Um, but uh, but no, like I, the the one thing that would be kind of cool is is like, could you imagine if the Spurs ended up like winning the lottery, like if they were like they barely oh missed the playoffs God. and then it would be they, and then they get like the number two or number three overall pick, you know, like how crazy mm-hmm. would that be? Like just the suspense of it all would be like. I mean, the odds obviously wouldn't be in their favor. They'd have, like, a 2 or 3% chance to get in the top three. But, like, dude, that would that would be super nuts. Like, could you imagine, like, the Spurs get the number two overall pick and draft Luka Doncic, and, and then you got Doncic and Kawhi. And, like, it would just got be the crazy. <laughs> yeah, you'd have Ginobili 2.0, like, like yeah. just ready to go. Like, um, so, like... I I would hate to see him miss the playoffs, but it would be kind of cool to see him in the lottery and to see him have, like, a high – even if they didn't win the lottery, even if they had, like, a number 13 or 14 overall pick. Like, um, and and kind of, like, regardless of whether they make the playoffs or not, they're going to have a pick in the teams for the first time in God knows how long. Um, So I think it will be really interesting in the sense of, what they do with like such a high draft pick and who they take because they usually end up taking a guy at like 28, 29, 30, who's like projected to be like a mid second rounder. And then he turns out to be awesome. Like I could totally see them picking the quote unquote Donovan Mitchell of this year or the Giannis Antetokounmpo of this year, like a number 13 or number 15 pick. Who's just going to be fucking amazing. Um, so that that part of the equation I find very very interesting. Your thoughts, Joe? Uh, on the possibility of the Spurs getting a lottery pick, is that what you're saying? 
Well, yeah, or just like even like just a high. I mean, obviously they're going to have a reasonably high draft pick. I mean, we're. Um, I would be kind of um, bittersweet for me because I'm like we try so hard to suck to get those picks, and for them to not even try to suck, <laughs> <laughs> like to get a pick like that, I was really hurt. It'd be like Tim Duncan all over again. Like oh, yeah. that one year they sucked really like bad, uh, and they got Tim Duncan and. They were set for fucking years. And then for that for to happen 20. again, it would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> God. It would be me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it will ever happen, but um, I've been completely wrong before, so it's possible, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I think it will be really interesting uh, to see how it plays out, especially given if they have – like like I said, not even like they win the lottery, but they just if they get say if they barely miss okay. and they end up like in tenth place, uh, yeah, and they get like the thirteenth pick, um, and then you know they also have Kawhi like that kind of whole situation up in the air. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of different possibilities there. I mean, if you trade Kawhi, what kind of picks do you get back? You've already got a good pick, like there's a lot that can happen with that Spurs team. Um, and I wouldn't put it past mm-hmm. them to, like, to to have the ability to trade Kawhi for what, on the outside looking in, we're all like, man, I can't believe they made that trade. And then, you know, five years down the road, it's like, oh, that's why they made that trade. Like, you know, so. And the last time they had a – I mean, the highest pick they've had since then – uh, I think was um, trading to get Kawhi, wasn't it? That was like yeah, the highest pick. Yeah, they, like number ten. Yeah. And they traded George yep. Hill for him, and everybody was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, wow, well, are you trading right. George Hill?" So, right. well, we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, they're scouts, man. They, they they're good. Um, I'm still mm-hmm. interested to see how Derek White shakes out because I haven't really heard or seen anything about him this year. Um, I think, I he's think been he finally got some minutes the other night. Oh, did he? I think he's been playing a lot yeah, of daily, um, just trying to get. But I mean, Dejounte Murray pretty much did the same kind of thing last year. Like he didn't get a lot of True. minutes. Um, so I think that's just kind of part of their system. Like you know, they draft a guy. You know, they, they put him in the G League, get him used to playing NBA basketball for the first season. It's almost like a red shirt, you know. And then start working him in a little bit in the regular season. And then, you know, come next season, you, you kind of work yourself into the lineup. Um, you got to earn it type of deal. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Juwan, do you have anything to add as far as, uh, you know, the Spurs potentially, you know, having having a – like just a really good pick. Not just really quickly. Uh, if that did happen, and they even got whether it's lottery or tenth or thirteenth pick, if Pop can pull that off, keep Kawhi, and get that team back to the finals, at that point, could we even remotely argue that he that he isn't the greatest basketball head coach of all time? I don't think so. No, not I don't yet. think you could. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's an argument that can be made at that point. Um, exactly. Especially like, like, can you imagine too? Like, like, let's say coaches for like four, maybe five more years. I mean, he's getting up there, but I think he's probably got that in him. Could you imagine if he won one like in in the next decade? I think he might be the only coach to ever win in four separate decades. 
I'm not sure if Red Auerbach did it or not, but I, I don't think he did. Yeah. I don't think he was a coach that long. So, like, yeah, the crazy I mean, if you want is, it and uh, – No, I was just going to say, crazy thing is, I think he's the greatest NBA head coach now. So, if he was able to pull mm-hmm. that off, I think there'd be no way you could make an argument uh, against him, like, ever. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm 100%, like, right there with you. I mean, especially because, it, you know – despite how great Phil Jackson's resume is, it's like, yeah, but you still had Michael Jordan. You still had Shaq and Kobe. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you, you still had at least Kobe and Powell and, you know, that group of guys. Like, you always had, like, you know, a, an elite um, NBA scorer. Um, and, right. you know, like, and – the way Pop was able to do it. I mean, granted, it's not like the Spurs didn't have great players, but like, yeah, it, it, it's it's not it's a it's more remarkable, if nothing else, that a team right. that's in San Antonio can consistently put together teams that are that good over the course of two decades and just be that consistent, mm-hmm. that good, and win five championships. Like it's it's and yeah. if if we're playing out this scenario, it would be six. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there could be any argument at that point. Absolutely. Um, but moving on, we got uh, one more category, um, and I'm, we might have time to work in something else if any if anything else springs up for uh, conversation. Uh, Derek Rose signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves for the remainder of the season. Um, I, I checked uh, I checked his game log. Um, really quickly earlier today and I think he logged seven minutes in his first game and 11 minutes in his second game and I think he scored like a combined two points in those two games um you Last know I guess they're just kind of yeah well they're just working in men you know like I guess mm-hmm. would be the, the optimistic way to look at that um yeah. I mean what do you what do you realistically expect from Derrick Rose, you know, in in this situation, Joel? I don't expect much, honestly. Um, they're giving him minutes. They're, they're working him in slowly. Um, I think Tyus Jones is playing really well, so you don't really want to – I wouldn't want to take away from Tyus Jones, but I, I do like Tyus Jones. Um, I understand why they brought in Derrick Rose, um, but personally, I don't think he'll be much of an impact on, in Minnesota. Like, if he's – if he's a good 15-minute guy off the bench, that's lucky for them. But I don't expect much from him at all on the, on the Timberwolves. Hopefully he yeah. can contribute more than two points the rest of the season, but I, I have no <laughs> real high expectations. I, I feel you. I mean, I, I kind of see the situation the same way. I honestly – I don't even know from a basketball perspective why you brought him in because you have Teague, you have Tyus Jones. I guess you brought him in to be your third string point guard, but... And they had Aaron um, Brooks, I think, on that floor. Right. What the yeah. fuck? So, like, <laughs> even... I would probably re- rather even march Aaron Brooks out on that court than, than Derrick Rose at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, and that's a sad thing to say, because um, this is obviously a guy oh, who, yeah. who is super talented. Um, well, but he, I okay. mean, he just he he doesn't have it anymore. The, the the thing that I keep thinking is, like maybe this is like some kind of repercussion from Tibbs. 
Tibbs is like, oh, I'm going to sign him. Like, he goes to management, and he's like, because, I mean, he's the GM, too. He's like, he goes to management, and he's like, no, nah, we don't need him, but I'm going to sign him because, you know, I kind of ruined his career by playing him 43 minutes a game. Um, <laughs> so, like, let, let me throw the guy a bone. Like, he deserves to be on an NBA team. Like, I'm going to sign him. We got an open roster spot. It's only going to cost you, like, a million dollars. It's nothing to you. Like, yeah. Um, Juwan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I I somewhat agree with you, Joel. I I I also like Jones a lot. Um, yeah. But a lot of people didn't think Derrick Rose could do much for the Knicks last year, and he was pretty productive. Um, I like. I, I don't think we can. Yeah, I don't think we can judge him by his time in Cleveland because if we were doing that, we'd think a lot of people probably shouldn't be yeah. in the NBA. Uh, you think Isaiah Thomas was garbage if you exactly by his time in Cleveland. So, Exactly. So, I mean, if if I'm going off the last time he had productive, uh, you know, basketball uh, production, it was in New York, which was only last year. And he hasn't had, like, any major injuries, knock on wood, that would make me think he can't return to at least what he was doing last year. So, I mean, coming off the bench, again, I don't like that it might take minutes. Well, yeah, maybe next. Well, I'm saying if they go to the playoffs, if they go – well, they're in the playoffs now. I think he can help you in the in, in the playoffs. Again, I prefer Jones to have those minutes. Um, I don't think Rose will get that many minutes, but I think the minutes he does get, he'll be productive. I, I don't think he'll be uh, a shell of himself as far as me equating that to what we saw from him last year. Yeah, I I don't think he'll get, like, really any minutes in the playoffs because um, you'll have Butler back. I mean, I think this was kind of a, 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 just a strange move because you didn't need a point guard. Um, and, like, Rose isn't really a guy who can play off ball. I mean, he's never really been that guy. Um, so, you, I mean, you would want him. Now, T can play off ball a little bit, but not really. Jones is actually the best of those guys at playing off ball. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, maybe, like, the only thing I can think is they brought him in uh, and they're going to kind of use Jones as a as a two guard um, while Butler is out, and so they brought him in just to try to help them win a couple extra games in the regular season, um, so to, to avoid try, you know missing the playoffs. Um, and and who knows if that's how it's going to play out or how it's going to work. But that's the only like real basketball reason that I could think of that you would sign him. Um, I, I don't see him being a contributor at all in the playoffs because. Once Butler gets back, like, you know, it, it, the offense is going to run through Butler, Teague, and Wiggins, and, you know, Towns is going to get his shots, and there's not going to be any room on that team for a guy like Derrick Rose. You know? Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think the best thing for Derrick Rose, and I've said this a few times, go to China, like, you would pay China. The Chinese basketball league is like forty games mm-hmm. in a season, so so you're not playing that long. I, I it could be wrong, but I think they're like Euro style rules, so they're only forty minute games at that. Um, and like Stephen Marbury, like had a complete revitalization of a of a career over in China. He won like it three sure championships. Give him a statue. Yeah, they, exactly. They gave him a statue. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, 
I, I think Derrick Rose would be huge in China. Like, I think they would love him in China. Um, I mean, just think about it. You have – think about how much they love uh, Marbury and think about the fact that Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. you know, was an NBA MVP and he would be going to play in China. Not to mention you're going to mm-hmm. get more money. I mean, the the Chinese contracts are are, are weird. Like, mm-hmm. most players don't make more money than what you would get for a vet minimum. But he would. Like, that, like one of the bigger contracts in China is, like, around $3 million. Yeah, but, like, a vet minimum is less than that. It's, like, like a little less than $2 million, I think. I think it's a 1.5. Jimmy's balling over there. Jimmer. Jimmer yeah, for Jimmer. Jimmer. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, Derrick Rose would, would destroy the Chinese leagues. Um, because, I mean, even, you know, 50%, 25% Derrick Rose. Uh, and he probably mm-hmm. is, like, 25% Derrick Rose at this point. But even 25% Derrick Rose would just kill that league. You make more money. You increase your brand. Like, that. I mean, maybe it's as simple as he doesn't like he doesn't want to live in China, and if that's the case, you do you do you, bro. But like, I I think career wise, it would be a, an excellent decision for him to to test that out at least for a year, sign a one year contract, and and see how it goes, you know. But hey, you know, we'll see. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, anyway, uh, looks like. We lost Joel, but Joel, thank you for joining us. Uh, Jawan, as always, my friend, thank you for joining us. Oh, wait, we got Joel back. Joel, welcome back. <laughs> I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to mute himself, and he, and he, and he ended the phone. <laughs> well, I tried I mean, to think it was hilarious. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I think we were going to wrap it up unless uh, we, we got about 15 minutes. If any, if any, you know, if anybody has something they want to throw out there before we wrap this thing up, uh, Jawan. Jo- I I do. Um, do we think okay. <clears throat> Washington? Do we think Washington could actually make some noise uh, when Wall gets back? No. None. No. Wow. No. Uh, noise, no, noise, I don't. Like what kind of noise? Noise like not only get out of the first round, but possibly make some noise in the second round. Like not necessarily win a second round series, but keep it competitive. Is that what you mean? Keep it very competitive, yeah. No. Who would they play right now in the first round? Cleveland? Yeah. I don't they're, know. They're probably gonna. They're probably gonna play either Cleveland or Indiana. If they play Indiana, I give them a chance of getting out of the first round. Um, in fact, right. I might I even agree. favor them. Um, if they play, if they play Cleveland, it's done. Um, and if, although it, <laughs> Joan, let me ask you this, just just for shits and giggles, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> would you be all right <laughs> with a Houston Toronto series in the finals? If if Washington upset Cleveland in the first round, like because you predicted that, would you feel good enough about that pred- prediction to not give up on basketball forever? <laughs> um, I you put me in a tough spot, man. As much as uh, I love to be right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a final. That happens. Which one is stronger? <laughs> I feel like. 
I feel like you're asking me, would I rather be a Jedi or a Sith? And I think I may lean towards being a Sith. My hate might be stronger than my pride. Uh, but no. All jokes aside, the reason why I asked the question, if, if we thought uh, would they would they be competitive is, um, you look at the way Cleveland has been playing lately to where, you know, they're open to lose to possibly anybody uh, in the East. But Washington is one of those teams that just plays them so well. So, I mean, I look at Washington and I go, could they possibly get uh, catch Cleveland slipping and, and maybe win that series? I still hold on to what I said before, even though it was one of my more wilder predictions. Um, mm-hmm. Washington just plays that team so well. And if you look at the way Beal's been playing, he's been balling. And if Wall yeah. can come back being, oh, being John Wall, I don't know, man. I, I look at that and I go, all right, maybe. <laughs> there is a chance. There is a chance. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's as easy as it usually would be every other year, like when LeBron had Kyrie. If LeBron still had Kyrie, no, I wouldn't give Washington a chance. But without Kyrie and the way that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got 22 seconds. Who wins this game, Boston or Washington? <laughs> I'm going to go with Boston. You, you got Boston running it? Yeah, it's Boston. It's close, yeah. man. It is. It's, it's tied up. Yeah, it's and, uh, tied. They just, right. got, they just fouled Porter. Yeah, he's going to win a The fact <laughs> that so? Jody Meeks hit the game-time bucket is insane to me. Like, I, was, I saw that. I saw that, and I was just like, "Wait, what? Jody Meeks? All right, <laughs> okay." But he didn't Yeah, well, way I'm... not to way not to screw up this uh, this game, Washington. You actually got a chance to close it out. But shout out to, to Boston. I, Boston, man, they they have heart. They have like yeah. all of their best players are out, and they're mm-hmm. still able to be this competitive hey, with Washington. Terry Rozier is playing. Don't say all their best well, players are out. Hold that on. dude can hold ball, on, man. Hold on, Nick. His good, name is, yeah. is – that is not his name. His new name is Scary Terry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that it. Is his I like it. His new name is did Scary Terry. Did you come up Terry. with that I, or, or where did you no, hear that? No, I did not. I okay. saw it on um, – someone, uh, someone had made a – Terry. Someone had made an Instagram off. photo about it. it and then I saw, like, uh, Boston uh, reporters had, uh, had run with so oh, they're calling him Scary Terry now. Yeah, I like uh, it. I like, they out. love him in Boston, man. They love that guy. It's crazy. He's good. Like. <laughs> they, they treat Terry like he's, like he's Kyrie sometimes. It's like, whoa, okay, guys. All right, relax. <laughs> I love Terry, too, but relax. What college did he go to? <laughs> Uh, Louisville. I have no idea. Was it Louisville? Oh, okay. Louisville. We're gonna, yeah. gonna have to start keeping some eyes out on the Louisville guards. Louisville. I know, dude. <laughs> you got Terry Rozier. You got you got Donovan Mitchell. Like, yeah, yeah. they got they got some balling guards, mm-hmm. man. But yeah, Keep my eyes peeled. I uh, I still, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Scary Terry gonna gonna drop a three right here um, to take the lead. You think so? That's really? A move. Nah. Oh yeah, dude. I, I, don't... I like. I've been on that Terry Rozier bandwagon for a long time, even before he started getting big minutes. I don't think they'll. Um, I think they're going to. Du- I think that's minutes. one of the guys you have to. You have to double. You have to double Terry. You can't. You can't let him get an open shot. We'll see. 
Gotta get, gotta get the ball we in. We shout to you. Oh, yeah, the ball in. oh, oh no. Uh, uh, oh, they called it out. Oh, the D. Oh, 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 the oh, 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 into him, dude. Like that was totally. A I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> to me, to me, to let this, him go by. If this is game seven, don't ever make that call. That that's all I'm saying. With, with but it's not game seven. Left in a game seven, it's a regular it's season not. game. It's in a playoff game. You're approaching the playoffs. whatever. It wasn't, a, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a shooting foul. Look at that push up. Oh, with the steal. <laughs> oh man, y'all. Y'all are behind me. I already saw the steal. I realized y'all weren't reacting, so I, I shut up because I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Got that geez. Atlantic cable. It's faster. Dang. Dang, that Boston. Possible? That was your chance. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was good. And it looked Thank like he had a man. nice open layup, Had to rush too. it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's Lucky a heartbreaker. <laughs> Just not a good pass. That is a heartbreaker. No. Oh, Dang, man, look at these Boston Boston guys fans leaving, man. <laughs> Wait, That's Nick. Ridiculous. Oh, look at that dude in that ugly Florida hoodie. Florida hoodie do you remember man. when um? Do you remember when Miami <laughs> yeah. fans did that in that uh that finals game against the Spurs? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they, had they, they were trying to get back in. in, and they wouldn't let them back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest Sorry. thing I think I've ever seen in basketball. <laughs> Yeah, like that was the Ray Allen. That was the big Ray Allen game. game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I got a question. I got a question. What? I like this. Uh, what's your favorite city jersey so far this season? Ooh, that's oh, Miami. Um, easily Miami. Easily Miami. Miami Vice awesome. jersey. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love Those the Miami Vice jersey. I like the Utah one too. They're ugly enough I to do be too. fucking cool. Yeah. They are. I'm glad. I really love the I guess we're going that logic. I guess I'm um, I like it's the like next a... one, too. It's real regal. Um, I like the yeah. little emblem on the front. I think it's the pretty fi- tight. But yeah, would... yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would, I would have to say either Utah or Miami. Like, it would be a coin flip made... for me on those two. What made those Miami Vice jerseys pop even more is, like, Dwayne Wade being in them. And then I was oh, like, yeah, I, I really sure. love, I he looks, really he love. Oh, Boston. Oh, <laughs> is this going to be a double overtime? There's no foul. Come here, there's no foul. Did they call this a foul? crazy. I don't no, know. No, I didn't Should've. hear a whistle. I don't think so. Be a push. Show that shit again. I, I don't think so. Bullshit. It looked back like a foul, back. but I don't think Turn they over. called one. I don't that know, man. terrible. Why didn't I? I would have called a timeout. That was terrible. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that what, wasn't what, oh, they didn't have timeout. They didn't have a timeout. That's why they didn't call it. Uh, bitch. Oh, good thing they didn't call Chris Webber. Yeah, that's definitely not a foul. Uh-oh. Nah, not a foul. Right that's Boston Ooh. ball. That's oh, Boston I think he got hit in the face, though, when the dude fell. Ouch. Jeez. Dang, See, games, games like this is when you need that John Wall guy that people keep saying Washington's better, better without. Well, they just John played Wall better so far without him. Yeah. I, I, their yeah, offense is better without him. They are not better. I think that's like right. – I, I don't think that – I don't, 
Yeah, well, my thing is this. Like, look, it was Sadoransky who got the steal even. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, no, my thing is this. Like, it's not – it's more just you want you want John Wall to, like – you want the team to be extraordinarily better with John Wall than Sadoransky, and they're not. Right. <laughs> like, no. they're, they're a little better, <laughs> but they're not as right. much right. better as they should be, you know. So that, I think that's the thing. All right. Especially when you're about to be paying in like forty million dollars a season. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I tell you what. To all the Washington people and all the NBA people that think the the Wizards play better without Wall, I tell you this: there's no way they ever win a series without John Wall. No, I mean, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> I'm trying to argue that. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that 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 guy yeah, is I, like the. the I like Sadoransky, but he is a backup point guard. He is like a career yeah, backup point guard. He's been there very good so far. Gary Barry. Oh, no. Don't pass to the Rook. Oh, okay. All right. All right, Rook. Oh! oh, oh. And wow, no one. Time. And one. <laughs> I think he was inside okay, the, uh, in the cylinder. Yeah. All right, Rook. Well, he was Look inside, at that. that was not... See, this that was a great Brad great what a great pass. What a great turn. Like, he, oh, wait. as soon as he got it. Oh, no, he definitely – that. Hey, you could argue that was a charge. I don't think his feet were set. Probably not, but that was close. Guys. Yeah, it was close. This is what I want to ask you guys before we, uh, before we end the show. If the Pacers stay at the number three seed, does yeah. Nate McMillan deserve a coach of the year? Uh, does he deserve at least one vote? Or do you mean uh, well, no, period? Let me phrase that better. Let me phrase that better. Would he be in the conversation for Coach of the Year? Oh, oh shit. Sure. We're getting double overtime. We're not going to be able we're to finish the day about this. <laughs> um, oh, to answer shit. your question, uh, to answer your question, I do think he would probably be in, in my top three easy. Like, I would have to really sit down and think about it, but, like, Man, if if they're the third seed in the West and most people didn't have them even making the playoffs, like, yeah, I, I think he's got to have consideration. Now, do I think he would deserve it third? over Dwayne Casey? Yeah, if they're third in the East. But do I think he deserves it over mm. Dwayne Casey? Like, oof. or Brad Stevens for that matter? Like, everything he, he's Definitely had to not. do to get them Brad. in second. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I think I would still have to go with those two guys as as my my top two, and then. Well, then yeah, look yeah, at. Yeah, but I would definitely have him at third. Are you well, consider then I the you guys. You got to consider. Go ahead. Go ahead, y'all. I'm saying if you're gonna consider Indiana, you should consider Portland and New Orleans too. You know. Yeah. Considering how mm. overperforming they are, you know. Yeah. yeah. I know. I agree. I get you. I get you on that, but you would say both those teams had an abundance of talent. Like, you don't look not at mention, Indiana and go. No, not to mention, like, me, me and Lance and Stevenson were the only two people saying the Pacers would make the playoffs. So, like, absolutely, people at least absolutely. had – a lot of people had Portland and New Orleans making the playoffs. But I, I do, oh, yeah, I do agree with you. I think you still – I still think you, would, you should consider no somebody like Alvin Gentry. <laughs> Alvin well, no, Gentry, no, yeah, man. Joel, hear me. I'm I'm not saying anyone necessarily had Pelicans as as a like a lot of people had Pelicans as a lock for the playoffs. What I'm saying is the degree of difficulty is is 
is a lot higher for uh, Nate because he doesn't have an AD, a Boogie, a Lillard, a McCollum. Like, he doesn't have guys like that. We didn't think Victor Oladipo would be this nice. So, no, we didn't. You know, so for the team to be we also didn't at think the that, that they are. We also didn't think Boogie and AD could carry a fucking team by themselves. And now AD by Very himself. Very true. So it's Very like, true. It's, it's tough. That's why I say we, I'm not going to take it away from him, obviously. I don't think – he definitely should be in consideration because he's, he's played them really, really well. But I'm with you on that. if you're going to consider McMillan, you should definitely consider uh, Stotts and um, – Gentry. I, so, yeah, I, I think I think I especially think. Gentry because they they weren't only uh, more of a bubble team coming into the season, but also after mm-hmm. the after the boogie injury, everybody counted them out, and they've only played better. So, like I, right, I think exactly. the the for for the course of a whole season, I would give it more to Gentry. But um, but fellas, uh, we actually do have to wrap it up now. We got a minute left on this thing, so we can go enjoy the five second overtime left. of this game. Um, But, uh, Juwan, what we got coming up for the rest of the week, real quick? Uh, I have an interview with Ruth E. Carter, the costume designer for Black Panther, this Friday at 4 o'clock. That is the biggest thing coming up this week. Excellent. We also have Wrestling Geeks Alliance tomorrow night, and we will see you guys on Sunday Mm -hmm. uh, for Geek Vibes Live. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Peace. 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 That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 